0: Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Thursday wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We have many different stories to get to but right off the top, British Open's underway or the Open Championship, whatever you want to call it. They're starting to become sticklers for what exact words we use. Uh, and uh, Louis Ustazen. I believe is currently in the lead let me confirm that I believe everybody has finished playing uh, now over in England Louis who stays uh, minus six Jordan Spieth at minus five Uh, those are the two most well-known golfers at the top of the board although lots of good talent out there that is uh, near the top of the championship race so we will have to see exactly how all of this shakes out want to let you know You can get your bets in a lot of futures opportunities still out there fanduel.com slash clay that is fanduel.com slash clay get your bets in right now up to $1,000 no risk wager on the British Open Iowa, Indiana, West Virginia Illinois, Colorado, Pennsylvania New Jersey, uh, Tennessee, Michigan and Virginia I believe I hit all those states and there's about to be a bunch more in the fall so if you haven't signed up and you want to be able to gamble about sports uh, gamble on sports you need to go to fanduel.com slash clay right. Um, this story is uh, it's uh, it's gotten pretty bad Uh, and I hope that based on these stories that Richard Sherman gets the help that he needs I don't know how many of you listened to the 911 call from Richard Sherman's wife uh, but it, uh, he said that she said his wife said on the 911 call that he was quote being drunk and belligerent that he was threatening to kill himself uh, and that he was texting people that, uh, that he was going to hang himself uh, and he was driving all over the place he wrecked his car he was wrestling with people uh, the police he refused to comply with police uh, he had a lot to drink and they had to use a canine dog to actually keep uh, to catch Richard Sherman when he tried to run away Uh, and there are a lot of details I think this afternoon uh, those charges potentially are going to be read and he will finally be released on bail but he spent a couple of days in prison this is a messy, ugly situation Richard Sermon, 33 year old uh, and so I wanted to update you on that because I talked about it yesterday on the program he's a free agent played with the San Francisco 49ers the past several years and now we will see I just hope he gets his life back in order Uh, did not uh, injure anyone that we are aware of wrecked his car in a construction zone Uh, it sounds like he was a one-man drunk spree that was being chased all over the place in the Seattle area I hope he gets the help that he needs because he doesn't sound like a well man based on the 911 call and all the details that have come out since he was apprehended by police when they had to use a canine dog uh, to do it Um, another story Uh, several different rough stories out there Dwayne Haskins who is now with the Pittsburgh Steelers the backup to Ben Roethlisberger the first round draft pick of the Washington football team Uh, in Las Vegas he was punched by his wife and lost a tooth. And I understand like a lot of people on social media are having fun with this story they're making fun of Dwayne Haskins. I actually would, would say this look Dwayne Haskins has made some bad decisions it's pretty clear since he was drafted out of Ohio State and went to Washington to become theoretically their franchise quarterback as a first rounder but he didn't do anything wrong here necessarily he got punched by his wife she knocked one of his teeth out of his mouth and he didn't hit her back and he doesn't appear to have behaved in a violent manner himself and think about how this story would be treated if it were the other way If Dwayne Haskins had punched his wife and knocked one of her teeth out he probably would never play in the NFL again. And we criticize, I think fairly athletes at a high level for making really bad decisions as it pertains to domestic violence but here it appears that Dwayne Haskins was the victim and his wife attacked him and frankly I think she should be charged with a crime because whether you are the husband or the wife you shouldn't be hitting the other partner. I mean that is domestic assault and domestic violence. And so I understand that Dwayne Haskins has been uh, an easy target because a lot of the choices that he's made since he got into the NFL but at least based on the facts that are out from this story so far Dwayne Haskins looks like he restrained himself and did what husbands should do in this situation what boyfriends should do in this situation don't accelerate a situation when you get attacked by a woman. He uh, took a punch from her and lost a tooth and appears to have tried to not accelerate this situation. Again, she should be charged with a crime and I would just point out that if this story were flipped Dwayne Haskins' career as an NFL player is over his wife deserves an abundant amount of criticism in my opinion for her behavior in this situation and Dwayne Haskins deserve some small measure at minimum of credit for not leading to a more violent situation based on the way that he was being treated. Um, All-Star Game. Tuesday night Major League Baseball All-Star Game in Colorado second lowest rated All-Star Game in the history of Major League Baseball. Narrowly beat 2019 Uh, which was obviously there wasn't an all-star game in 2020 because of COVID Uh, in the 2019 game they did not count out-of-home viewing. So around a 10% boost on average is occurring for out-of-home viewing now. So without that boost which did not exist in 2019 this would be the least watched Major League Baseball all-star game ever. Now I think Major League Baseball lost a lot of viewers because they pulled the All-Star Game out of Atlanta. I heard from a tremendous amount of OutKick readers who were also Atlanta Braves fans that were furious over Major League Baseball's decision to relocate the All-Star Game to Denver and said they would not watch. The ratings reflect that many of those people were telling the truth because frankly there has never been a least watched Major League All-Star Game ever especially if you use the same stats prior to the out-of-home viewing. And look, I love the Atlanta Braves. I took my family down. Some people were upset that I did that. I took them down, stayed at the Omni, had a fabulous time there at the Battery. The Braves didn't support the decision of Rob Manfred to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta. So I gave money, my hard-earned cash, to the Atlanta Braves because I wanted to support what they were capable of, uh, of doing. They didn't have any control over the All-Star game. I took my kids there. I may well go back to Atlanta and go back for another All-Star game before all is said and done. But I do think this is significant. Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball did not gain a single fan by pulling the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Not one. Not one single person did they gain by pulling the All-Star game out of Atlanta. And in the meantime, I think they lost a ton of fans. And this is the problem with woke politics infecting sports is if you make decisions like these then you end up alienating far more people than you actually gain. Get woke. Go broke. It almost never fails. Especially in the world of sports. Speaking of the world of sports. You notice how the NBA is trying to pretend that they never did Black Lives Matter on the basketball court that they never had social justice warrior slogans this year they've done their best in terms of the game itself to just pretend that 2020 never existed and I think partly that's because they're aware that their association with Black Lives Matter looks worse and worse the more we learn about this organization. Black Lives Matter put out a statement. I was stunned even that Black Lives Matter would put it out. Criticizing the United States government blaming the United States government for the situation in Cuba and supporting the Cuban government. I want to reiterate again Black Lives Matter a racial justice organization that existed primarily to protest remember the mostly peaceful protests we had all last summer that existed mostly to protest injustice in the United States came down in favor of the Cuban government. The communists in Cuba who are beating and imprisoning protesters in Cuba who are speaking out in favor of freedom in favor of democracy in favor of just basic basic market-based capitalism. Black Lives Matter endorsed endorsed the communistic totalitarian dictatorship of Cuba rather than the protesters seeking freedom. I don't know how everyone who supported Black Lives Matter in any way in the United States is not disgusted and embarrassed by that support now. The organization's founders made themselves multimillionaires. they bought million dollar homes all over the country gated communities mostly white communities and now they are supporting communism and the Cuban government. In fact, if you heard Jen Psaki and the Biden White House she wouldn't even say that communism is bad. That's where we are now. The Democratic Party has so allied itself with far left-wing organizations and people like Bernie Sanders who spent, frankly, their entire uh, his, his honeymoon in Moscow. Think about how weird that is. These are people who support the idea of communism. They do. And whenever you look at history, communism always ends in injustice. It's the natural result. Failure for the people injustice for the country and that's exactly what's going on right now. Black Lives Matter supports the Cuban government. It's wild. Speaking of Jen Psaki and Biden she's a spokesperson. She should make good decisions in terms of what she said. I think she just said the quiet part out loud earlier today. She said, and I quote, we're flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. Now I want to unpack this because this is something I know a little bit about because I run a media company and we built it up to be a $100 million media company. Not to brag or draw attention, but it's a pretty big size media company. And what Jen Psaki said is we're flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. That is called state action. And for people out there who have been concerned like me about our basic First Amendment rights a lot of people have responded when Facebook or Twitter when they censor the President or they don't allow him to be active on social media or they pull articles or they label them as misinformation. A lot of people uh, out there will respond to criticism people like me. Remember I spoke at the House uh, Judiciary Committee uh, Subcommittee on Big Tech a lot of people out there will say well, they're a private company they can do whatever they want build your own company. Well, I did build my own company but that's another story. Uh, but that's not true. If you are acting at the behest of the United States government private companies based on established Supreme Court precedent can be held to be state actors. When Jen Saki says we're Meaning the White House, flagging, meaning they are demanding that they be removed, problematic, whatever the word problematic means, something that the White House doesn't like, posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. <coughs> We've seen Facebook has been doing this and actually censoring legitimate information. Hello, the Lab League theory, which wasn't allowed to be discussed or shared on Facebook, and now suddenly, is by far the most likely outcome as to how the virus got out in Wuhan in the first place. This is state action. This should terrify anyone who believes in a robust and uninhibited First Amendment. The White House, the United States government, is flagging problematic fo- posts for Facebook that spread this information. This is both state action, but they're also by nature of this action threatening Facebook with further government regulation if Facebook doesn't take the action that the government requests of them. And so this is monumentally massive. This is a huge admission as it pertains to Donald Trump's lawsuit against Facebook, Twitter uh, and Google among others. And this goes to the essence of what I believe is a central battle that we are fighting right now in the United States. In Cuba or in China the government is censoring the internet. They choose what websites you can go to what information you can see. That would be a clear violation of the United States First Amendment if our government was doing it. But what our government is doing instead is they are making and coercing and flagging posts on Facebook and Twitter and videos on YouTube that they don't believe should exist and they are demanding that these companies pull down these stories, these posts and not allow them to spread on their sites. The government is effectively deputizing big tech to do a job that government itself would not be permitted to do it under our existing First Amendment jurisprudence. This is state action very definitively Jen Saki said the loud part the quiet part out loud. And it is a significant story that I believe goes to the very essence of why myself and so many other what I would call sane people yes, we stu- do still exist sane people that still exist uh, out there in the world of media right now. all right, got a couple of uh, thoughts for you here. You ever heard you need to sleep at 68 degrees? Well, that's a myth. There's no one perfect temperature to give you the best possible sleep. But your mattress does end up creating issues that can cause you to wake up hot, sweaty, you ever had that option? The Pod Pro by Eight Sleep is the most advanced solution in the market It pairs dynamic cooling and heating with biometric tracking comes in the form of both a mattress or a cover you can put on your existing mattress get the pod, start sleeping as cool as 55 degrees or as hot as 110 degrees the temperature adjusts on each side of the bed based on what you like the most and as a result 8 sleep users fall asleep 32% faster 40% 40% fewer interruptions which means more restful sleep. So how do you get your own better sleep? You go to 8 slash Outkick that's 8sleep.com slash Outkick to check out the Pod Pro and save $150 at checkout using your promo code Outkick. Get hooked up now and find out what great sleep a difference it can make in your life makes a tremendous difference in my life one of the best things about the new show with Clay and Buck is I don't have to be up at 4.15 or 4.30 I've got even more energy than I had before. Um, There's some study out from Gallup Uh, I thought this was interesting study from Gallup says the least trusted groups in the U.S. Gallup has been polling the least trusted groups in the U.S. for a long time do you know who the least trusted groups are right now in the US only 12% trustworthy Congress only 16% trusted TV News the two least trusted entities in all of the United States right now Congress and TV News probably doesn't surprise a lot of you but Congress and TV News the two least trusted organizations in all of the United States according to a Gallup survey that came out again today Big 12 we're getting closer and closer thankfully to college football we're going to have some good college football news for all of you very soon but as we get closer and closer to college football beginning and you know your boy loves college football more than anything so I can't wait for college football to get here the Big 12 is having their media days and I read this this is uh, Jason Kersey's tweet that I'm reading from right now Big 12 coordinator of officials Greg Burks said that if an opposing player does a horns down to a Texas player that will probably be a penalty flag. But doing a horns down toward your own fans probably won't be a penalty although there is still the possibility that it could be. So basically the purpose of officiating is to let you know what is and is not acceptable behavior The Texas Longhorn fans do the horns up gesture. Opponents of the Texas Longhorns do the horns down. So this is a muddled mess of uncertainty as the Big 12 gets ready. Given what we've seen from Big 12 officiating, by the way, this feels like a nearly perfect approximation of what the rule is. Basically, if you are a player, you have no idea whether you're going to get flagged or not based on your behavior which defeats the entire purpose by the way of having penalties in the first place because now you have managed to wipe yourself out there. Uh, a couple more stories. Connor McGregor says that his leg had all sorts of fractures in it already when he made the decision to fight against Poirier. Now this is a big deal. If it is proven that the UFC was aware that Conor McGregor had a lot of leg fractures and he says that's maybe why, I think he basically said that's why his leg broke was because there were already all these small fractures and so when he got in the ring and he started fighting that they knew about it and that he probably shouldn't have fought in this fight over the leg fractures. Three and a half hour surgery by the way for Conor McGregor culminating uh, in, uh, in him having may- maybe a year long trip before he will actually fight again uh, and so McGregor says he knew about leg fractures uh, and that that is why his leg broke. That's a uh, pretty wild statement if the UFC actually knew that is a mess for them. Finally we said all-star game got woke, ratings went broke. We said NBA got woke, Ratings went broke. They keep setting new lows Two worst years in the history of the NBA this year and last year in the bubble. They got woke. They went broke in the NBA and now they're trying to pretend hey, we never, sorry, we never really did what we said we were going to do. There's no statements on the courts this year. There's no statements on the jersey. The NBA is quietly letting you know how much of a disaster 2020 is and was by pretending that it never happened so far in 2021 but they have alienated a large percentage of their fan base. Now the NFL is making the decision to go again with woke messaging according to a story from Front Office Sports. They are leaning in to woke messaging yet again and the result is likely to be I believe alienated fans. Look, here's the truth. People love basketball. It's a great sport. More people by nearly double, have watched Baylor play against Gonzaga than watched the NBA Finals this year or last year. Think about that for a minute. Nearly twice as many people watched Baylor-Gonzaga as have watched any NBA game so far this year. Uh, Same thing, by the way, in the NFL. People love football. It's a great sport. People love baseball. It's a great sport. Let the sport speak for itself don't make disastrous decisions that turn the sport political. The UFC is probably the least political of any sports organization and they've been doing pretty well other than the fact that Conor McGregor can't win a fight anymore. Okay? The truth of the matter is this I'm not saying that anybody has to embrace any political side at all. I am saying in your private life make whatever choices you want but when it comes to the actual sport itself people love your sport Why would you give a reason to alienate any of your audience? Michael Jordan was right. Republicans buy sneakers too. Try to appeal to the widest and broadest possible audience and unite us instead of dividing us. White, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight. Whatever your background is. Whatever your gender is. Whatever your favorite team is. Sports unite us. The neurosurgeon and the janitor can sit down in a cafeteria and have a conversation about the team they connect people across differences they are, I believe, I really do sports is the antidote to cancel culture and to identity politics because sports is the ultimate meritocracy the best man or the best woman wins and that's all that matters and we'll see whether or not that remains true we got the Olympics coming up Uh, on July 23rd. I'm afraid that's going to be a woke fest but it sounds like the NFL instead of leaning into football is going to lean into wokeness according to reports. All right, I love all of you. Encourage you to go download this podcast. Go give us five stars. Search out Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. We had Ann Coulter on today. She was fantastic. I think you guys will enjoy that. I appreciate all of you. I will be live in... A little over a half hour on FS1 breaking down the British Open and everything in the world of sports gambling. You can see me at 5 o'clock Eastern 4 o'clock Central 3 o'clock Mountain 2 o'clock Pacific. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP unless you need to SBAP and thank you for your support of OutKick.